Ephesians chapter 4 verse 25 Therefore laying aside falsehood Speak truth each one of you with his neighbor For we are members of one another For his name's sake Prescribe truth We're giving you what the doctor ordered Jamal Bandy Apologist The Lord's servant We undeserving But Christ changed our mind frame In a world full of errors The only thing the doctor prescribes is truth all right, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jamal Bandy, the one who seeks to distribute the truth that the doctor prescribes to the church and the world today. This is the Prescribed Truth Podcast, also a part of the Christian podcast community. If you would like to contact me, this ministry, you can do so by emailing me at prescribed.truth at gmail.com or calling me at 801-980-6333. And if by the chance that you would like to support this ministry financially, you could do so with a dollar or more a month by joining with us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash prescribed truth. I really do appreciate you. And I'm thankful to all my patrons who are supporting and are sponsoring this podcast as we speak thank you so much for you guys and if if you're not able to do that right now that's fine i will and do appreciate your prayers um on today's show i got to talk about how these people have come out of the woodwork um wanting to defend todd white and his non-evangelism and i'm not trying to say that as being arrogant or anything like that but when you Put your feelings, when you put your feelings above what the word of God teaches is a problem. The Bible is clear of what to do when it comes to evangelizing unbelievers. What do you witness with? What standard do you go by? You go by the word of God. And what I demonstrated in my video, if you haven't seen it, please check it out on YouTube. Um, it's a video of me responding or reviewing Todd White evangelizing to a Satanist, a Satanist, you know, and there was no gospel presentation, none. And I know some of you who knows what Todd White teaches are saying, Jamal, why are you so surprised? I'm not, but it's still bothers me because that individual walked away believing that Jesus loved them though they are openly rebelling against him they hating him hating him and Jesus God said in the scriptures that he despises the wicked despises the wicked hates the proudful that's what scripture tells us. Now, for those of us who are elect, and this is why theology matters, guys. This is why theology matters. For those who are elect, it says while we were yet enemies, Christ did die for the ungodly, right? So at the off chance that this person could possibly be one of God's elect, then he will be saved one day, one day. But it's so wrong to just presuppose on someone that you're talking to that they are right with God when there is no repentance, none. That guy that was a Satanist that he was witnessing to showed no sign of remorse for his sin, his re open rebellion against God, his open opposition against God. 
not one sign. Yet Todd White thinks it's better to say that God told him that the man is going to be an animator. This man is in open rebellion against God, but the Holy Spirit, whose purpose is to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment, is going to reveal to Todd White that that gentleman is actually going to be an animator, make cartoons, and they're going to be very popular, and people are going to really like it. His career is going to be great. That is baloney. Baloney is wrong. It's dead wrong. It's selling false hope. If he was going to do that, why he should, he should have just stayed at home. If he was going to just go to that rally with all those Satanists and do that, it would have been better for him to just stay at home. Stay at home. And I mentioned in my video how something like that, seeing Todd White do that, should light a fire in Christians. We should be willing and not just willing. We should be empowered and encouraged to go and share the good news of the gospel because there are many Todd Whites out there. There are many Stephen Anderson's out there who are going to be sharing a false gospel to people, sharing a false gospel. And Todd White has a mega church. Now, the people who have responded to my video coming alongside and, and siding with Todd White, the things that are pointing out to me are not even based off the scripture as far as validating what he's doing. They're appealing to his appeal. They're appealing to his well, compassion. He talks so compassionately. He, he gives food to the poor. He gives money to the poor. He does good things. And on top of that, some people actually believe this man is actually healing people. There's no true healing apart from the Holy Spirit. And if he ain't, if he ain't filling people with the truth of the Holy Spirit, giving them the true gospel, he ain't healing people. He's not, not by the power of God. There's no healing. All this is smoke screen. He's not teaching the true gospel of the Bible. People want you to be all soft. Like you, like you can't say anything. Like you shouldn't say anything. But what, what, how, how would Paul react to that? If, if the apostle Paul witnessed Todd White sharing what he called the gospel to that Satanist, how would Paul react to that? What would Jesus do with that? We're told, Jesus told us to go therefore and make disciples. Go and make disciples. Disciples of Jesus. But that wasn't exact, that wasn't an example of, of, of making a disciple of Jesus. It was an example of making a disciple of Todd White. He appealed to the young man having a bad upbringing as to why he does the things he does. And Todd White can relate because he had a bad upbringing too. They both had people that just didn't love them enough. And that's the excuse to go out and do drugs as Todd White did. And the other guy becomes a Satanist. No, it's your own sin. Is no one's fault but your own. You are a sinner. We are all sinners. And because I point these things out, 
there are people who are going to come alongside and side with Todd White and say, well, see, see, you just, y'all just like this because you don't, you don't have, you're not talking to people like that. Like you don't, you don't have that kind of following and you know what I'm saying? You're not, the, the people don't see that you being nice. You're like, you're not even going out there and talking to people like that. Like, yes, there are Christians who are going to do all that, who are reaching out to the lost everywhere, but they are teaching the truth. They are proclaiming the truth and some are going to reject it and some are going to believe it. But if they do believe it, it's going to be because of the power of God. And if they don't believe it, it's because God withheld it. God is sovereign. And I know some people don't like that, but I can't. Hey, that's the word. He is sovereign. Like Peter said, he caused us to be born again to a living hope. God did. And praise God he did. But we better make our calling election sure, right? I mean, we can talk about how Todd White doesn't evangelize according to scripture, but we better make sure our calling and election is sure, right? So the standard that goes for Todd White is the same standard that goes for me and goes for anyone else. People get upset because you criticize someone's ministry what do you think the scriptures are doing when it's criticizing people who does wrong? That's criticism and not only criticism it's judgment, but we're called to make righteous judgments. And what he proclaimed to that young man was lies, lies. And if you call yourself a Christian and you find that, okay, something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with you. That's somebody, that's somebody's soul. So yeah, that makes me hot because I've been in teachings like that before and I know how deep it can go. If that person wants to start going to Todd White's church, never repenting of his sin, just blaming his mess because blaming his mess on the fact that he came from a bad upbringing. That's not true repentance. That's not true accountability. That's not true sorrow for their sin. Man, and somebody's like, well, you know, you got to make sure you at least know him before you're going to criticize his ministry. No, I don't have to know him personally to criticize his ministry. His ministry is public. You can see his teachings and you can compare his teachings to the scriptures and they don't add up. Sure, Todd White knows a little bit of Bible. Of course he does, right? He knows a little bit of Bible, so he knows what to say and how to say it. He's very good at it. Very good. He knows how to blur the lines. And if you're not discerning, you will fall for what he's saying. Cause he said so graciously. He said so wonderfully. It sounds so good, but it's not, it's not when you dig deeper, you dig deeper and deeper into what he understands and what he thinks. Then it's not good. He's not teaching the gospel. He's not proclaiming the truth of God's word. And I know my little bitty channel on YouTube is not going to change how many followers he has overnight or anything like that. I mean, there's been plenty of people who criticize Todd White in his ministry. Plenty of people. And has he listened to any of them? I doubt it. But that's on him. We're called to still tell the truth. And that's what I seek to do. With prescribed truth, I have to remove my feelings out of the way 
We have to remove our feelings out of the way because our hearts are desperately sick and wicked apart from the Holy Spirit. Because once we're born again, we do have a new heart, but we still deal with the nasty flesh. We're clothed in Christ's righteousness, but we still have to deal with our flesh. And I can't put no trust in my flesh. So I'm not going to put any trust in my feelings, but I will rejoice in the truth. As should you. Remove your feelings out of the way. You may like him. He may be your favorite preacher, but he's unbiblical. He's not walking according to scripture. I don't care what kind of deeds he's done. Those deeds will not save him. They will not save him. Think about Matthew seven. What did Jesus say to the one who would come to him proclaiming all of their deeds? I've cast out devils in your name. I've done mighty works in your name. Right? Those are deeds. That's what somebody said to me about Todd White. He's healed the sick. He's cast out demons. He fed the poor. What does Jesus say to the man who would come to him saying, Lord, Lord, I've done all these things. He still looks at that individual and says, depart from me, you worker of lawlessness. I never knew you. And that y'all, that is tough. That's tough, but it's real. It's real. And we can't keep playing with people. Stop it. Stop it. Another thing I want to get into real quick, because I, you know, I, I could, sp- I could say a lot on this Todd White issue and I'm going to keep reviewing things. I'm going to keep sharing videos and stuff like that because it needs to be exposed. That teaching needs to be exposed. It continually needs to be exposed. I know people have exposed it. There are plenty of people who have done videos on Todd White, plenty of people who have made their, you know, posted their opinions about Todd White and his teachings and everything else compared to scripture, but it doesn't mean it needs to stop. It needs to keep going. Because, man, I mean, people are defending him, claiming to know the truth. And that's what makes it so sad. It makes it sad. But what I'm going to do, because I don't want to be that long with this podcast episode. If you want to know more of my thoughts in this area, please go check out the YouTube channel, uh, uh, youtube.com forward slash prescribed truth. And I talk more about this subject on there with my subscribers. I encourage you also to tune in um, on the YouTube channel, uh, on the subscriber chat and hangouts. But right now, I want to take a break and play some ads for you from the Christian Podcast community, and I'll be right back. Can you prove that God is a trinity? Can you prove that Jesus is God? Can you defend the Christian faith? And what is it that Christians truly believe? The new book by Andrew Rappaport, What Do We Believe?, will answer those questions and more. Some people just don't understand what the church is today, but this book will go through the history and meaning of the church and what's more important than to understand man's sinfulness and God's salvation. Get your copy at whatdowebelievebook.com or at the strivingforeternity.org store. What's up, everyone? This is James Watkins, host of the Five Solas Podcast and founder of Five Solas Ministries. Be sure to check out our podcast that releases every Thursday on your favorite podcasting app as we discuss Christian doctrine and dive into the Reformed theological distinctives and their continued relevance for the church and world today. Grace alone. 
faith alone, Christ alone, Scripture alone, to the glory of God alone. Join us each episode as we discuss the truths of these foundational rallying cries of the Protestant Reformers and how this material helps challenge and direct the current church in its life of worship and witness. Visit us online at www.5solasministries.com. That's www.5solasministries.com to learn more information about the ministry and to also check out our awesome Five Solas lineup of t-shirts and gospel tracts. And as always, may all that you do be done to the glory of God. Soli, Deo, Gloria. All right, we're back. Um, I want to switch gears and want to real quick just discuss for a moment, for a moment, the deity of Christ. For a moment, this is not to go in depth. I just want to feel. I just feel it's a need to discuss it. Um, I had a comment also on YouTube uh, from a lady, and she means well, but shared some confusion as to what we may believe concerning the nature of God. Um, she's believing that Jesus is the Father, and I know this is not a new belief, right? She believes Jesus is the Father, and the Spirit comes from God, right? that Jesus, that God basically broke off a part of himself to come in the form of flesh to live and die. But it was the flesh side that died and the the spirit part left. And this is, this is nothing new. I've heard these kind of arguments before these kind of beliefs before, but when I was trying to share with her on the comments, the truth concerning um, Jesus and the father, not being the same, just on that alone, that they're not the same person. Um, she seemed to believe that we were saying the same things as just being really technical in the words and the phraseology. And I can relate to that because that was something that I was struggling with in my beginning walk in crisis. As I started to understand what the God, the gospel is understanding the triune nature of God. My biggest thing was, I think I'm thinking that people were just arguing over words. Like, Hey, you believe the same thing. You whether you're modalist or you're Trinitarian, you believe the same thing, but you're getting caught up on words, you know, Trinity versus oneness. And that's what I thought it ended at. You know, I had no idea that I would get into understanding or talking about the hypostatic union, dealing with the nature of Christ, the, the divine, the divine and the human. And you're talking about the triune nature of God. I mean, you're talking about personhood and being like really diving into those terms and really understanding what those mean. Like I never thought I would ever get that deep into it but i can relate to her you know and i think it's important y'all that we that we really understand that people there are the people who really don't understand this concept you know And, and i know we know that right we know that you know inherently in our mind but when we engage people encounter people and this kind of bring me back to the todd white issue as well like when he says jesus like i don't know if he's talking about the right jesus you know i'm just i don't mean to go back into talking about him. i'm just just putting it out there like I want I want to be able to sit Todd White down and ask him, who is Jesus? You know what I'm saying? Like, is is he the father? You know? Cause it seems like like who's the spirit? And I don't know if Todd White hosted a trying um trying uh, trying nature of God. I don't know if he believes that or not. You know, but how he describes Jesus and how the relationship between Jesus and the Spirit, especially the Spirit. I don't think he sees the spirit as a person and just, I'm just going by what I heard in him, heard from him saying in sermons, how, of what the, the role of the spirit is, you know, it's like, it's like a force, like it's a power, you know, but I don't, he, I don't ever hear, hear him respond to this or refer to the spirit as a person, you know, 
And maybe he has in videos I haven't seen, but the ones I did see, the way he talked about the spirit is as if it was some kind of just a power, just some power that God uses. But um, going back, I'm not trying to go back to Tom White here, guys. I'm sorry. But dealing with this this woman, you know, <clears throat> trying to explain to her um, the differences between personhood and being seemed to be the thing that um, brought, I guess, brought some things to light, but not in a way that it would make me happy because, and I know this ain't about making me happy, of course, but when she heard the, the understanding as I brought it out, is that's when the disconnect happened between our conversation, you know, where it's basically like, Hey, we're, you know, we're going to get to the point where you're going to disagree, you know, and just be okay with it. But I really do think that this concept and this understanding is really, really hard for people to grasp, you know, and I'm not saying that, that that makes it wrong. What I'm saying is I think we really should be mindful and be, be diligent. If, if, if really seeing what people stand concerning who Jesus is, like I'm always weary. Every time I see somebody say, I, well, when I hear somebody say, I thank God, um, I thank God for Jesus, and which actually is okay. It sounds okay, right? You thank God for Jesus, but I'm also always weird when I hear people separate God and Jesus as if they're not the same being, as if, as if Jesus does, is not the same being as God or share the same being as God, the father, or God, the Holy spirit, you know, like he's just a separate entity. You know, and I have to watch that. I, I'm always listening for that. And and I know there are parts of scripture where it says, you know, our God, our father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Like we we see that. Right. And there are other places where it says our God and Lord Jesus Christ. Like we see that in scripture, you know, so Jesus referred to God. But we also see there's a distinction between Jesus and the father, a clear distinction in person, though they share the same being. Because the Bible is clear. We only believe in one God, only one God. And I think what we do is that we really, and I was talking about just back then when I had that kind of thinking in that mode and, and others like me now, it's like we we want God to be like us. You know, God can't be multiple persons within one being because we're not multiple persons in one being. You think you're multiple persons in your head, then that's a schizophrenic person. I've heard somebody say it before on the oneness side. Like they, they, you, they want God to be schizophrenic. He's, he got other voices in his head. One person, one being, but got all these voices. Like, no, man, it's a mis it's a gross misrepresentation of the argument of the data of the evidence. And though you will never see in scripture, the word Trinity, but that's not why we believe in the triune nature of God, because we see the word Trinity in the Bible. That's not why we believe in the triune nature of God, because it shows in scripture throughout scripture. You won't pinpoint one verse where it just says, Hey, God is three in one. It ain't going to say it, <laughs> but it does say it throughout the whole of the scripture. If you let scripture speak and let scripture interpret scripture, the concept and the doctrine of the understanding of the triune nature of God is apparent, mind blowingly apparent. I would encourage you if you have doubts concerning that doctrine or, or concerns, anything like that, I would encourage you to read John really slow, read it really slow. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. 
He was in the beginning with God. Who's the he in verse two? The word. The word was in the beginning with God. And that same self word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst men. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. God didn't break off a part of himself and then come into the world. God came into the world. <laughs> God came and took on flesh. The son came and took on flesh while the father remained. Then the spirit descended upon him as a dove when he got baptized. All three persons, one essence. It's because God is spirit and God is not limited by time, space and matter like we are. It's possible for God to have one person of that Godhead to have flesh and the other two don't. It's possible for God to be omnipresent everywhere at the same time because he's God. He's not limited to time and space, but we are. And we want God to be limited like we are. Well, God did limit himself temporarily in the person of Jesus. Jesus came and he lived this life, perfect, no sin. But in the midst of that, he had flesh. That means he needed a bath. He got dirty. He had to use the bathroom. He had to eat. He had to drink. <laughs> the, the creator of all creation now ha had to depend on his creation for survival while on the earth. You know, think about that for a moment, man. That's wild. That's so wild. Ah, God is amazing, y'all. He's absolutely amazing. But yeah, this, the, the scriptures are clear concerning the triune nature of God, the deity of Christ. Jesus is not the Father. <laughs> no pun intended to Mari, but he is not the Father. He is not the Holy Spirit, he's the Son. The Father is not Jesus. The Father is not the Spirit. He's the Father. And you look at the Old Testament where it talks about how this, this one who would come, who would be named Emmanuel and Prince of Peace and Father of Everlasting or Everlasting Father. That doesn't mean that he was a father. I mean, he was the Father of Everlasting. He was the Father of Time. And he is because he created everything. All things were made through him and for him. But it doesn't mean he's the father of the Godhead. So this was really short on that. It wasn't meant to be that in depth. Just wanted to remind some people out there who may be questioning these things, who may listen to this podcast, who come across it and may be questioning those things within themselves and want to have a more in-depth study. And I would encourage you to get in the word and study what the word says concerning God. See what it says. Even in the Old Testament, the Trinity is not just apparent in the New Testament. It's apparent all through the scriptures. Take a look. Take a look. A long look. Read Genesis 1. Read Genesis, all of Genesis. Read it. It'll bless you. 
So I hope this has been helpful for you. Um, I know this wasn't as in-depth as somebody may have liked, um, but I do thank you for joining me once again on this episode of Prescribed Truth Podcast. Remember, the world is full of errors, but the only thing that the doctor prescribes is truth. Until next time, blessings.